Most people think about all the good that comes out of a church, but what about all the bad and negative energy that is brought into the church and you run into an entity? What happens when you're minding your own business in the restroom and discover a little girl behind you in the mirror behind the sink? What would you do if you find an intruder in the middle of the night but he or she vanishes without a trace? All this coming up for you on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. So here we are guys, Um, get ready for an eye-opening podcast that will have you on the edge of your seat. These stories have been approved by my friends to be told, and now they will be shared with you. Now listen if you dare. What's going on everyone? Ben Shields here, and you're listening to... And that's right, everyone. Welcome back to Unexpected Hauntings. We're on episode five today, and it's going to be mostly based on um, church hauntings and uh, a very interesting story about entities uh, within that church. Um, we're also going to have some other stories that we're going to tell before the uh, main um, podcast story, but we actually have a... Um, special guest with us today um and his name is mark and uh how you doing man what's up i'm doing all right how are you doing tonight i'm doing good doing great um happy to have you with us tonight um so uh so yeah what's your uh what's your background in um the paranormal or ghost i don't think i ever got around to ask you that my background, personally, for me, is it started whenever I was a kid. Like, one of the creepiest things that I can remember happening, and this was a true story. Like, I used to have this big teddy bear. Like, you remember those huge stuffed teddy bears that they used to make? Oh, yeah, yeah, the ones that you, you like, got them from, like, Build-A-Bear or something, or that you used to draw on, those kind of bears? It's... Yeah, it's kind of like a Build-A-Bear, but it's like really huge, almost life-size. Oh, okay. And I was like uh, six or seven, and the house that we grew up in, it's built around the Indian burial ground. You know, there was a lot of witchcraft, a lot of history done to the land already, and I remember one night, I was laying in bed, and I was, you know, little kid cuddling this teddy bear ready to go to sleep I feel a heartbeat hmm. and it's not mine <laughs> oh man <laughs> that's crazy God, so you got a possessed bear growing up then huh it sound, that's what it sounds like <laughs> that is crazy crazy stuff man well it's great to have you with us on Unexpected Hauntings and uh, welcome to the uh, photography Part of unexpected hauntings too, man. Uh, your work is just great. Yeah, your work is great, and you're ahead of the uh, Instagram page as well. So, gonna be some great content coming up with that. Um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Great, great journey we're about to go on. And um, alrighty, are you ready for the first story, Mark? I'm uh, ready. Got my green keys right here. I got. My little window open, 
There we go. All right. Well, yeah, crack open a cold one or um, just sit back and relax. And here we go with uh, our first story that came in. It's called The Girl in the Mirror. All right, let's go. I was about the age of 13 when this story took place. I lived in an old house just on the outside of a large city and was surrounded by cornfields and forests. I had lived there all my life before this happened. It was a dreary summer night, which is mostly normal for the place that I lived. But on this particular night, something just felt off. I had come home from soccer practice around 6 p.m. and my parents always had me in bed by 8. The night we went on, the night went on as usual. I ate dinner, played with my little sister, and did some weightlifting before bed. I got into bed around 7.45, and this story will better make sense if I tell you some, some things about me. I'm a restless sleeper. I toss and turn and get up periodically throughout the night, and I've always had a fascination with the afterlife. Okay, back to the story. I'm not sure exactly what time I fell asleep, but I didn't realize how, but I didn't really have my usual episodes through the night. This was the first night I slept peacefully in years. I was suddenly awoken by a strange noise coming from the bathroom in my bedroom. Since I had to use the bathroom anyways, I decided to go check it out. I thought it might be a mouse or a bat since we lived in the country and the house is old and has holes in the older walls. I went in the bathroom and didn't see anything so I proceeded on my way to go to the restroom. After going to the restroom, I washed my hands and face and when I was washing my face I looked up at the large mirror with overhangs in my sink. Since there was still water in my eyes, oh, gotta scroll. Since there was still water in my eyes, my vision is blurry and I couldn't really see much. But I thought I saw something behind me and thought that my mind was just playing tricks on me. I dried my face off and looked up the mirror again. Right behind me, there was a little girl clutching my body, almost as if she was hiding from something. Her ghostly outline scarred me at first, but as I kept looking, I could tell what I could tell that whatever was scaring her was coming from the basement. So I walked to the basement door and I opened it slightly at first because I was very scared of what might be behind it. This being said, I've lived in this house my entire life and have never been in the basement. My dad mentioned to me that it had three separate parts, all separated by small windows that you could barely fit through. So I walked down the basement steps and got down to the bottom where the light switch was. I turned it on and all seemed like it was okay. That's until I heard what sounded like crying from the other parts of the basement. In my mind I was thinking, fuck this shit, but in my heart I knew I had to see what it was. So I ventured through part of the basement and the light couldn't reach the other side where the other room was. It was pitch black. I still heard the crying, but since it was so dark I couldn't see anything. Something gave me the urge to go to the far corner of the room because the way the moonlight reflected off the floor, you could, you could kind of see what the little light you had. 
I walked over to the corner and stared directly in the middle of the room. There in the middle of the room was a chair. It had shackles for the, for the feet that looked like to be some type of restraint for arms or something like that. That's when I noticed that there was something sitting in the chair. I walked closer only to reveal that it was the same little girl ghost that had been crying previously in the bathroom. She was also crying there and had needles stuck to her arms, draining some type of fluid into her. All was quiet till she started screaming. It was so high-pitched, I thought it sounded like a siren or something of that nature. She was saying words, but I couldn't make out anything she was saying until she spoke five menacing words that made my heart sink. She said, Get out, Daddy is coming. Not even thinking twice, I sprinted up the basement steps, tripping over my own feet, and fell flat on my face. Once I reached the top, I got back up and ran to my parents' room. I told them what happened. They went down there and checked everything out. I told them about the chair and the little girl that was screaming. They told me that there was no chair in the basement and that there had never been three parts of the basement. Me not believing them, I walked back down there and the room that I saw the chair in was not there. There had only ever been two parts of the basement, my dad said. I told him what I saw and how I knew there had been some mistake, but I never did see that part of the basement again. I'm 18 now and I decided to do some research for the house to see if there's Sorry, let's see, miss my spot. Me not believing them, I walked back down there in the room and it was not there. There had only been, ever been two parts of the basement, my dad said. I told him what I saw and how I knew there had been some mistake, but I never did see that part of the basement again. I'm 18 now and I decided to do some research on the house to see if there's any history that could have caused that. I came across an article of a man who had been arrested in 1868 for doing lab experiments on all the children. After that man was arrested, the police found all 12 skeletons of his children stuffed behind the basement stairs under debris and concrete. Now that I finally have moved out of the house and that I finally have an answer as to what I saw that night, I'm finally at peace. But those words still hang over me to this day. Get out. Daddy is coming. Wow. What a story. Mark, man, what's your take on this story? That ending was like, wow. That kind of makes <laughs> me want to actually look it up for myself, you know, just to see if, if that's real. I know, right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was pretty pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty wild, um, and especially shackling their own kids to the chairs. Wow, that's that's pretty pretty fucked up. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that is insane that people would do that back then. I mean, of course, um, depends on how long that was ago let me go back and see when that was um 1868 see they probably back then 
they didn't have um, all the technology they have now to be able to um, catch them in the act or to catch them. Uh, so who knows? Maybe that guy did never even got locked up and was scotch free because it doesn't even say in the story that he got arrested or anything. So kind of creepy and eerie thing to think about. You don't know if there's probably a lot of killers out there that have probably gotten a lot of away with a lot of stuff. Um, and, uh, they didn't even stand trial. They somehow got away with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very, very crazy stuff. Um, alrighty. And our next story is coming in. Um, it's called please lock your doors. It's a pretty cool story. Um, which you could, you could think that it's, it's a ghost, um, but I'll just let you guys uh, think for yourself on what you think it is. Um, but uh, it's a pretty fun story. So uh, here we go. Without further ado, please lock your doors. I posted this a while ago, but it got lost. However, since it's been a year after the incident, I figured this would be a good place to share it as it... Share it as it about someone I never ever want to come across again. It all started and ended that day after I took my last final at this community college. I don't know if he was a stalker or if it was a break-in gone weird. So from the beginning, I was so nervous that I was going to fail this one class and was not going to be able to receive my AA degree. Later in that day, I was out at the pool at my apartment complex with some of my friends and roommates. When I checked my phone and saw I passed my class, I got so excited I told everyone we were celebrating because I was the last one to have a final. It was three days before I got to walk and graduate with this degree that I decided we uh, should have some fun before we went all our separate ways. As it got later into the night, we decided not to go out and stay in. We, dis- we, we invited a couple more people over and went on with the night. Around 2 in the morning, people started to leave and head top bed. And only people left were my two roommates, both of the people they were dating, and one other friend. We were still messing around because our apartment was on the first floor next to the pool. We went to go night swimming. As soon as we were done with that, I was ready to just hang out and be in for good for the night. My roommates and the other friends all left to go somewhere else for a little while, which was fine. Nothing out of the ordinary for me to be at home alone. I got some food and went to my room to hang out until they got back. The way my room is set up in our apartment, it's all the way in the back, farthest away from the front door and the patio door. My room is behind the kitchen, and you'd have to go through the whole apartment to get there. Because our apartment was in the front of the complex and near the pool, it was near the gate at the time the gate was left open because it was broken. I have never had an issue with living this close up front until tonight. My room is one big window, and you can easily see through the window 
but let's see, sorry. Can easily see in my room when I don't have the blinds or curtains shut. I had a closet with mirrored doors, which if you look in through the window, you can see every part of my room in it. So while I was waiting for my friends to get back, I fell asleep the last time I looked up at the clock. It was 3.30 in the morning. Also, key part in my this bedroom, in this, my bedroom light was on when I went to sleep. The next time I woke up, it was around 5.30 a.m. There were so, slow flashes going off. It was like I had a strobe light going off in the corner of my room. I woke up really confused and thought it was my friends coming back to mess with me. Once my eyes got more adjusted because the room was now dark, I realized that in fact it was not my friends messing with me, but a single man who was at least 6'1", wearing a green Nike hoodie with the hood on in the corner of my room of my closet, holding a phone up, taking pictures of me. Mind you, I had a tiny Sophie shorts on with my legs hanging out of my covers. I don't think he realized I'd woken up. And when reality sunk in, I said, what the fuck? And instead of coming at me or running out of my room, the man put the phone down and walked out of my room not saying anything, not in a panic, just walked out. Me being the dumbass I am, ran after him saying, hey, I tried to follow him out, but once I got to the front door, I didn't see him anywhere. Ran back inside, woke up all of my roommates asking if they were messing with me. When they said no, I called the police. I looked around my room and saw the only thing missing was my laptop that was on my desk in the far corner of my room. The weirdest part about that was the fact that my laptop was in the farthest part of the room with my door closed and outside in the kitchen on the counter was three other macbook laptops two wallets and at least a three hundred dollar speaker but the only thing missing from the whole apartment was my laptop later on i found out that the front door and the patio door were never locked when everyone got back and the police couldn't find the guy or my computer that what made things worse was that the sim disk from my camera was in the computer so all my personal photos from that camera were now accessible to this guy some things I saw a couple days later while I was getting ready to move out freaked me out even more like I said earlier if you looked into my window you could see my closet mirrors and see just about my whole room one thing that was super noticeable was my tapestry it was a very distinct and different kind of tapestry. It had two wolves howling up at a moon and it and is all black and white. One day when I was packing my car, I happened to look up and it was starting to get dark. As I looked up, I noticed in the apartment above mine through the blinds on the wall was the exact same tapestry as the one that was in my room that creeped me out. Even more was the fact that I had little purple lights. I put I put on it from my mom because she knows my favorite color is purple. In that room above the lights and the fan were switched out for the purple ones. As if I weren't creeped out enough, an all-black cat came to the window and my stomach started to feel weird because the year before I was still living in my room, 
I got a baby kitten that was all black. In the end, the guy was never found, and I never saw his face, which freaks me out to this day, and I hope I never come across him again. I never got my laptop back and never found the SIM disk to my camera. My best advice to anyone in a college town is no matter what, always lock the doors, because you never know what you could wake up to. All right. Man. <laughs> So what a coincidence, right? See, um, <laughs> see, a uh, couple of years later, more and more weird coincidences with the cat and everything else. Um, she had a lot of some stuff that was worded weird, so I had to stop a couple times. But <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. It was a all all around great, great story. Um, Man, what what part of that story creeped you out the most, man? I just gotta ask. First of all, finding out, you know, seeing the person that is stalking you. Oh yeah. You know, if he's like just gonna casually walk out, you know, this this guy's like, fuck you. you (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Right. I mean, that's that's what's really weird and makes me think that he's off and he has some type of mental disability um, because he either that or he's a ghost because, I mean, any person's natural reflexes would be to run once someone catches you. And um, he clearly doesn't do that. He just walks away <laughs> and uh, disappears. So... Um, I, I think it's a ghost, man. I really do. Um, I don't know, man. That there's some people in this world, you know, that can probably pull stuff off like that. Oh, yeah. There's... That's obsessive disorder to a maximum. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. There's there's some crazy people out there that can pull that kind of shit off. For real. Um, and, uh, you know, of course... Um, I mean, locking your door, you know, that's a no-brainer. Of course, you know, back then, back in those days, you didn't lock your door. You didn't even think about locking your door because because um, things like this never really happened back then. But now you definitely have to be more careful in locking your doors, especially in college, too, because that's where, um, that's where a lot of the crazies, crazies come out, you know, um, so it's, you know, it's something not to take lightly for sure. Um, alrighty. So lock your doors, everybody. Lock your doors, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> Cause they hotting everyone. <laughs> yeah. Cause they hotting everyone up here, man. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, and I'm just going to take a quick pause here. Um, if you guys have any stories that you'd love to share in that might um, um, might relate to this, um, write into us on unexpectedhauntings739 uh, at gmail.com. Also, um, subscribe to our Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys, write a review from that. And, uh, yeah. Well, I guess... Um, 
I guess we'll go on to the main story, um, which is pretty cool. It's called the uh, Haunted Church and Church Entity, um, which is pretty wild. And I was just talking to Mark about this earlier. Um, it's kind of weird because you got to scroll sideways. So uh, take it easy on me <laughs> as I read this. Um, this guy named John, he... He did a great stop, great job doing the story, but uh, kind of botched on the first couple sentences doing it sideways scroll. So um, I'll try my best, but all right. Mark, you have anything else you want to say before we start with the last story? No, not just yet. I'm going to save myself for the end of the episode, man. Okay. All right. Cool. Well... Um, sit back and relax, and this is called The Haunted Church and Church Entity. My name is John, and this happened when I was 10 or 11 years old. So it would be around 1978 or 1979. While I was younger, I was involved with the church, and this happened one Sunday morning when I was helping set up for mass. I was the only one in the building setting up when I heard a loud bang coming from the choir loft at the other end of the building. Curious, I stepped out from where I was and called out, hello? And there was no answer. So I figured that the person just didn't hear me and was just doing what they needed to do and getting ready. I was looking up towards the choir loft to see if I could see the person and there was no one there and figured that something had just fallen down and the noise just echoed through the church. I was just going through the normal rational ideas to come up with the reason for what I had just heard. Right then and there, I had a feeling that I wasn't alone. Normally, I wouldn't have minded because I figured out the organist came in early to get ready, but this was different. I had this uneasy feeling that not only was my life in jeopardy, but my soul. It was a fear that I had, that I never felt before or since. As I was looking up at the quarry loft, I couldn't see anything, anyone yet. I could sense that there was something up there. It then appeared to me it was a shapeless and formless figure, and it was exuding, exuding or giving off this evil that just penetrated through me like a sound would at a concert if you were standing too close to the amps. What I felt went way beyond the fight or flight reaction people talk about when faced with a situation like this. I was frozen there beyond being scared and my mind didn't process things for a few seconds. Then all of a sudden I guess my mind snapped back to reality and I just ran and took off out of the church and stayed there until I saw the priest come out of the rectory and started going over to the church. I didn't realize how far I ran until I started walking back to the church. I had run about 100 to 150 feet from the church when the priest had seen me fully dressed to take part in the Mass and seen how freaked out I was, he asked me what had happened, so I told him what happened and what I had seen and felt. He tried to, to reassure me that 
it was probably my imagination that it was an old church and that it might have just something falling or something mechanical going on. The thing is that I've been in that building long enough to know the sounds and the mechanical devices when they kick on and off. Another thing is that I know is that my imagination wouldn't give me that life-threatening feeling or being able to tell that there was something giving off such an evil that it reverberated throughout my body. I've always been a skeptical person ever since I was this age, and not only that I've never let my mind get the better of me, I've never lost my faith in God and His advisory, and I feel that's what this one was. Some kind of evil spirit or demon, and since that day, whenever I went into the church, I always made sure that there would be someone else there so that I couldn't, wouldn't have to come across that thing again. Then again, this would be the first time that I came across something like this. But then again, that's a story for another time. It's because of this situation that I became curious about the paranormal, and yet I still try to rationalize everything. When dealing with a situation like this, I believe that saying, if you rule out the probable, all that remains, however improbable, must not be possible. All right. Man. That was a great story. It was. Damn. Great, great story. Sorry about my clicking <laughs> at the very beginning, guys. Uh, like I said, I had to scroll uh, to the right as I was reading this. Um, but thank you for that write-in, John. Um, that was awesome. Um, great, great story of just going to mass and just you know he was just doing his you know religious thing and doing what he normally did on the weekend and all of a sudden ran into this figure um it's insane and uh i don't know if you ever had a fight or flight reaction but i know um i definitely have for sure a couple of times have you ever had had that kind of a reaction before me personally, no. I was going to ask you if you've had any personal experiences in a church or anything like that before. Um, not in the church, but definitely in the woods. Um, for sure, I did the last step. Last, well, it was a bonus episode. Um, when I first encountered a ghost in the woods, um, in North Georgia, that was my first reaction. Was just. To run and get out of there but I was just frozen I couldn't move um, and it's kind of that fear where it gives you that fight-or-flight reflex but you can't move you're just paralyzed um, and just like chills just come up from your back it's 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 an insane it's an insane um, feeling for sure but I've never had any experiences um, at a church before so uh, but yeah yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Um, I bet that bear story too, or bear um, that you told me about, he probably had, might have had that same experience. Which was? Uh, the story you're talking about about the uh, the stuffed bear that you had. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that was see I've already had a lot of experiences and what I found out about my family is their sexual glitches and stuff like that in my family in my past yeah so I did a little digging and everything and I found out also there's clairvoyance you know there's people that communicate with spirits and everything like that so I got really really interested in it and the first time I ever uh, encountered death and learned what death was is it was from my mom's dad whenever he had passed away I can't remember exactly how old I was I think I was like maybe four or five years old oh okay yeah that was my first you know funeral that I ever been to that was the first time I've ever heard of you know what was going on and this that and the other and I remember I stayed up really late, like I was young, and I stayed up really late thinking about that, you know? Right. And the weird thing about it is, is when I fell asleep. Huh. When I finally fell asleep, I had a dream that I was standing on clouds and it was in front of this gate, you know? Like, you know, the whole golden gate type deal and stuff like that, you know, that's literally what I saw in my dream. Right. And I remember this guy comes out and he's wearing these old-fashioned, you know, 1930s, 1940s overalls, you know, they're blue, but they're like, they look brand new and everything like that, you know, he was kind of tall, he had his brown hair, you know? Yeah. He just came out, put his hand on my shoulder, and said, it's okay. And then I woke up. Huh. Were you... Oh, sorry. You go ahead. (laughs) (coughs) Right, um... So after that, a few days later, actually a couple of years later, I think it was maybe about a year or two later, I was in my living room and I was looking at the pictures that were hanging on the wall and I saw one in particular. And I asked my dad, I said, Daddy, who is that? He said, that's my dad. I said, I've seen him. He said, what do you mean you saw him? I said, I saw him in my dream. And I told him what he was wearing and everything like that. And my dad called his mom and asked her what was Daddy buried in. And it was exactly what I told him. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Man, that's crazy. I bet that really shook your dad up real bad. (laughs) (laughs) After telling him that. That's insane. So you were able to picture out like his facial features and stuff, or you don't know because you were you were that little. You could probably picture out just the most important features, right? Yeah, I definitely remember what it was that he was wearing, what I seen in my dream, what he was wearing. That's what he was buried in. Yeah. Oh damn, that's crazy. That's uh, that's very very possible. I mean, um, that's very true. I mean, I, I've heard stories similar to that where people, um, they will basically see their grandparents or so in their dreams, and then they'll wake up in the middle of the night and get news that they passed away the next, you know, they just passed away or whatever, and. Um, yeah, I, I really believe that um, that spirits before they pass, 
they can um, come and um, say goodbye in a sense and uh, you know tell them that they still love you and everything which that's that's really cool I really like that so that's that's crazy that's really neat really cool um, you said you had something something else you wanted to share yeah I did actually I just wanted to say one more time thank you for giving me the chance you know to come on and just hang out with you for a little while and listen to some stories and just have back and forth with you it's really fun really great really awesome I want to thank you again for offering me to be the creator or editor picture guy quote unquote yeah (laughs) yeah no problem man it's great this the stuff you post and the colors and everything um you're really good at all that stuff so um glad to have you aboard man for sure yes sir man i'm glad to be here too dude like it's awesome you don't even know yeah the uh i love just being able to talk ghosts you know um a lot of people look at me weird and um i think i even put this on the uh on one of my last posts it's like people look at you weird if you say you know i host a, a ghost podcast or you know um what what do you do for fun oh and i talk about ghosts you know a lot of people are just like you know give you the weird stanky look you know <laughs> um and they're just like okay you know um but I'm glad that this is a channel where everyone can join up and talk about ghosts without being judged. And um, I just love everyone's unique stories. Um, like, that was a really cool story that you told, Mark. Really neat about uh, seeing your, your grandfa- grandfather. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, and um, growing up, I've always been a... Uh, not really medium, but a sensitive, I would say, um, to where I could see certain things that other people couldn't see. Um, of course, it's not, you know, it's not like a strong sense, but um, when I'm in a place, I can sense um, if a place is, has negative or positive energy, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it's it's insane. It's crazy. And I think you might have some of that too if you uh, saw your grandfather like that. Um, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I do, man. I've been on a lot of uh, adventures in my time. I've seen a lot of weird stuff. I've done a lot of weird things. You know, some things it's not waterproof, but I am who I am, you know. I embrace who I am. Yep. That's good. That's that's what's important you know you can't can't let anyone tell you how to uh, live your life you know you've got to um, embrace who you are and um, you know got to uh, live on and tell other stories too, others um, that have passed because uh, you know they might uh, be trying to tell you something that they couldn't tell you um, in their lifetime and now they're telling you now in the afterlife so there you know you know 
all right guys well i think that'll wrap up episode five for us tonight um i hope that you guys enjoyed listening to uh me and mark as we uh told you these stories and hope that you guys have a great day um and we'll be adding some more content for you guys so uh just stay tuned and i hope that you guys have a great day Thank you.